This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. There is apparently a growing rift between the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops and with Rome. It was reported after the meeting of the U.S. bishops closed early in November that the bishops were locked in an internal debate on what the preeminent focus should be, and they came away with essentially two focuses. The first is on the ongoing Eucharistic revival here in America that, frankly, few seem to actually care that much about and virtually no one seems to be talking about. And second, the bishops rededicated themselves to fighting against the secular sacrament of their satanic theology, what I have to call here the Moloch ritual. On that latter topic, something interesting happened at the bishops' meeting that perfectly illustrates this divide between the church in America and what we'll probably just have to call the ape of the church that currently resides in the Holy See. Cardinal Supich and McElroy tried to stop the U.S. bishops from focusing on the Moloch ritual, instead saying that they should be fully on board with Francis's program as outlined in his recent papal documents like Laudate Deum, which is all about care for our so-called common home. This points to a divide between America and Rome that is fascinating to think about in context. See, in Germany, the bishops of that country have been warned to not pursue the heretical changes to the faith, though that warning shouldn't be taken really all that seriously, given Rome's propensity for misdirection and manipulation. Remember, Francis is a Peronist. We'll talk about that in a moment. The situation in Germany, however, looms large over this conversation about relations with Rome and America. So let's check in here by going, going with Archbishop Vigano, who responded to the message Rome sent to the German bishops. They gave a lot of people a false sense of hope and security. I reported on that story earlier this week. The Cardinal Secretary of State, Pietro Perlin, sent a message to the German bishops telling them that the changes to the faith on women's ordination, the James Martin's sin, and a whole host of other nonsense was a break from the unity of the church and that they should stop what they're doing. Given that the Synod of Synodality is taking those same measures up, led by Francis himself and with Perlin's participation in the process, set to reconvene in October 2024, the warning to not go ahead with the pursuit of change rings pretty hollow. Archbishop Vigano weighed in on this matter and exposed what he believes is really going on in a post on Twitter. Quote, a strategy that is disconcerting, to say the least, in its blatant maliciousness. First, Bergoglio foments the initiatives of the German Bishops' Conference on issues not subject to discussion because they are already defined by the magisterium. Divorce, multi-partners, the James Martin sin, female priesthood, celibacy. Next, he fuels with the synod on synodality the autonomous thrust of the national churches and doctrinal and moral matters. And then when the slow, subversive gear begins to move, the Argentine Jesuit has his Secretary of State send a letter hypocritically reminding them that the Catholic teaching on the James Martin topic and priesthood is not up for discussion. And yet, at the same time, he, Francis, is arranging a series of meetings with the German Episcopate, with which the main Roman dicasteries at the Vatican, aimed at verifying what is immutable and what is not of that newly reaffirmed teaching. This is the typical procedure of Luciferian Peronism, inducing the subordinates to take steps, apparently spontaneous and coming from the grassroots, but in reality cleverly planned from above, to introduce doctrinal, moral, and liturgical deviations contrary to the Catholic faith. At the same time, he, Francis, sends them a green light, making it clear that their requests will be accepted. 
In this way, when the ultra-progressive bishops demand 100, Bergoglio has already decided to pretend to be a moderate and grant 50, which is what he wanted to get from the beginning. Bergoglio is the fulcrum around which the entire attack on the Church of Christ revolves, end quote. They ask for 100, he gives them 50. I've been saying that for years, and I'm glad to see Archbishop Figano repeating it. He's spot on. Given the circumstances of Francis's health concerns lately, however, whether he'll be around to implement these changes is anyone's guess. But the accusation is that Francis is manipulating the German bishops in order for them to promote the changes he wants to see in the church. But that he doesn't feel that he can embrace himself without having to create the illusion that he is doing something important for maintaining the unity of the church. Remember, one of the things he talks about the most is unity, unity, unity. It is Peronism through and through and right out of the playbook of the politics of his homeland from the bad old days of the 1970s. This is entirely plausible as well that Francis is manipulating events to get the outcome he wants because it's not those threatening the unity of the church that are punished for the great sin of not submitting to the church and to the alleged Roman pontiff in these matters. They're not the ones getting punished. The ones trying to keep the faith are the ones getting punished. No, it's those who defend orthodoxy of belief and dogma and moral teaching that get punished. Bishop Strickland is the obvious example of this, and as of late, Cardinal Burke. The modernists in apostate Rome believe this to be true about the bulk of the American bishops as well, believing almost incredibly that the USCCB are mostly of the same type as Burke or Strickland, if you can believe that. Again, that may sound unbelievable to most Americans watching this video, but that is what they believe in Rome. That's why we have been for years treated to vicious ways of describing the church in America. Francis has always made these offhanded, nasty remarks about the church in America. That's why Francis lays those kind of remarks at the feet of the American bishops at every opportunity. It's because enough of the bishops actually believe, even lukewarmly, in the Catholic faith, and they don't do anything about the laity in their dioceses who refuse to get on board with the new religion Rome is pushing. People like you and I, we just want the Catholic faith and won't go along with the new religion. That's why we get stories like this one. Headline from the Catholic Herald. The growing rift between the Vatican and the USCCB. All right, so the Vatican wants the church in America to be more action-oriented. They want the church in America to get on board with the Vatican's program of promoting all things green, as well as with the political messaging of Rome that just happens to be in perfect harmony with the messaging and goals of the secular elites. For a variety of reasons, the American bishops just aren't fully on board with that though most of them aren't even remotely conservative either, despite their recently declaring that the Moloch ritual in America was the preeminent issue that they would be facing, that they must oppose in the secular world. Now, so, let's get to this article, though. Quote, Last week, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops gathered for their fall plenary assembly in Baltimore. There seems to have been two main stories which have emerged from this event. One is the continuing insistence on the preeminence of the Moloch ritual, with U.S. bishops approving a voting guide affirming this, despite resistance from Pope Francis's favored U.S. prelates, Cardinals Tobin, McElroy, and Supich, who have repeatedly attempted to overturn this. The second story is the open clash between USCCB President Archbishop Timothy Brolio and the Papal Nuncio, Cardinal Christophe Pierre, the latter who two weeks prior to the conference, gave an interview in America Magazine, which I have covered before, where he made a number of rather stark criticisms of the Catholic Church in the U.S. His remarks included an interesting emphasis on the 
fifth general conference of the bishops of Latin America and the Caribbean, commonly known as the Aparecida Conference, which Francis was a very key figure at. That conference took place in May 2007 in the city of Aparecida, Brazil, and aimed to address various pastoral challenges facing the church in Latin America and the Caribbean, as well as to provide guidance for the church's mission in the region. The Aparecida document, produced as a culmination of the conference, emphasizing social justice, advocating for a preferential option for the poor, and addressing issues of inequality and poverty, all themes which were later taken up in Pope Francis's first apostolic exhortation, Evangelii Gaudium. The Pope has referred to the conference as, quote, a great moment for the church, while papal biographer Austin Ivere wrote in 2015 the Apresidia document, quote, underlies the Francis program, and in 2018 that the Pope has drawn from the document all a, quote, vision of how you evangelize a world in flux. However, in his interview with America, the nuncio suggested that a majority of U.S. bishops were ignorant of what was going on, quote, in their own continent, and stated, quote, I was astounded that many of the bishops didn't know what had happened in Aprosita. They did not know that Evangelii Gaudium, the first document of Pope Francis, was rooted in Aprosita. The nuncio explained that this document constituted a new pastoral approach to evangelization, which had become necessary because the church and society have changed, meaning the faith is not being transmitted through the culture as in the past. Therefore, news, new means of transmission have become necessary. Cardinal Pierre stated that the societal change was particularly evident in the United States, where he said, quote, almost nobody comes to church anymore. Oh, really? In his presidential address on Tuesday, Archbishop Rolio clearly took exception to this interpretation, stating that the bishops, quote, strive to meet people and find ways to invite them to participate in the life of the community of faith, and very lengthy, quote. Well, it's certainly true that mass attendance in the U.S. is down and hasn't recovered to the pre-2020 levels of mass attendance. The criticism of the church in America is pure gaslighting. In Italy, France, Germany, and any other place in Western Europe you care to check, Catholics who attend Mass regularly are far lower statistically than in the U.S. As I reported earlier this week, that number sits in some places at 5% of Catholics attending Mass, where in America it stands between 12 and 20%, depending on the diocese. Those aren't numbers to brag about at all, but it's just worth noting that the papal nuncio is being dishonest with people when criticizing the U.S. bishops for this when we have up to five times the Mass attendance rate of some places in Europe. It's not his real focus anyway, though. He told the U.S. bishops what they should be focused on, and we have that now. Quote, he pointed to ways in which the U.S. church is evangelizing, listing specific ministries, including Evangelical Catholic, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, Focus, Formed, Net Ministries, and Reach More. Cardinal Pierre, on the other hand, had said that religious sisters have disappeared, and seminaries are now empty, despite the reality that a number of U.S. seminaries are actually at capacity. Fact check true, by the way. Cardinal Pierre's consistent repet repetition of Pope Francis's every wish may well have resulted in a red hat. He was raised the cardinalate in September, but we know that U.S. donations to Rome have suffered dr drastically since the Argentine pontiff started a war of words with the church in the U.S. In 2018, the U.S. bishops were shocked when an instruction to delay consideration of a new code of conduct for 
Bishops on the Ted McCarrick problem came directly from the Holy See. The next year saw the nuncio appearing to attack the USCCB for not reflecting the Pope's priorities. <laughs> End quote. Kind of weird how Francis put, put, put the brakes on an anti-Ted McCarrick document, isn't it? Now, the article goes on to describe Laudate Deum, Francis's document that celebrated the anniversary of his own Laudato Si document, which is concerned with what he called care for our common home. That document embraces the wicked country that put Cardinal Zen in jail while blaming America for the alleged problem regarding gas in the air and fluctuations on the thermometer. All very strange stuff because it completely contradicts reality. But the message Cardinal Pierre is sending is pretty clear. Embrace the new earth-centered religion, complete with its idolatry, stop with your social conservative program, and get in line with the synodal church of the new advent. That article ends with describing how Bishop Strickland was canned without any recourse to his legal rights per canon law. The treatment of Bishop Strickland wasn't only the removal of someone Francis has deemed publicly to be an enemy of his. It was to send a message to the bishops. Comply, or you're next. As Cardinal Burke is apparently learning firsthand right now. Curious though, what do you think of this? Do you think there's a rift growing between the U.S. bishops and Rome, or is this a rift really only in Francis's own mind? Remember, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops are not nearly as orthodox as the, or courageous as the uh, Vatican would have you believe. It really does seem at times that the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops is more trying to restrain the impulses of the laity for than it is to resist Francis. That just seems to be what the case is here. Curious what you think of this, though. So let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.